right, I'm working through some things, Lee. This is like therapy for me on a Friday morning. I'm feeling, I, I felt terrible last better. night. You sound a lot better than you did to start the show. Felt terrible this morning. Felt pretty terrible at 8.55, but here we are at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm starting to work through some things. I like that Funches accidentally butt-dialed me because yeah. he just texted me. I want to read this to you. Okay. Uh, remember when I said yesterday that, hey, Funches is obviously having a good time in Hawaii because he hasn't even sent us a single text or a pretty picture of the hasn't islands sent, or a fruity drink. Hasn't sent you anything. But That's what you, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then sent me anything, right. Called you by accident, haha. Listening right now, scrambled eggs is the way to go. So Funches is listening to the show. How you doing, Funch? Hope you're enjoying Paradise. See you on Monday. Okay, ready for this? I swear yeah. on my life, and I could even show it to you here on my phone. Funches on my phone, okay? Let uh -huh. me read something from Funches. This is on July 10th, which was a Saturday at 9.47 in the morning. Sorry, man, butt-dialed you. Ha-ha. <laughs> I swear on my life. It's the same exact thing. I got, a face, I got a FaceTime from him on a Saturday morning, followed by a phone call, and then the butt-dial. Funch. I don't know if you only got two contacts in your phone, but how you butt dialed just me and just Travis is absolutely amazing. I feel a little left out here. I haven't gotten a butt dial yet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Emily is going to get a call at 6 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday for, for like, whoa, whoa, whoa. By the way, let me ask you guys this. Am I the only one that when my phone rings and it's from one of my friends, I assume someone's dead? <laughs> no, nobody, nobody calls anybody anymore, right? And if let, I let see me, one yeah. of my friends call, I'm like, okay, what, what happened? Is everybody okay? Is everybody we, what? 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 We what are do you want? similar. We are similar in this, and you've mentioned this to me a couple times, where we're on a call or we're having a conversation. You're like, hey, oh, hold on, that's my son, or that's, yeah. and you say, every time I get a call, I just want to make sure you know everything's okay. You, you kind of remind me of like a like a worried mother or a worried yeah. grandmother. You know what I mean? Bit. Like, yeah, you, you kind of have that. But I'm, I get it. You know, there are a lot of times like a family member calls. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Do you yeah. really want to know how I'm doing or is there something going on? I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> For me, yeah, I, I'm someone who calls people randomly, though. Like, I'm someone who, like, calls my friends randomly when I know they're off work. And I, I now I'm worried that they think that I'm <laughs> giving them bad news. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm free. You're free. Let's catch up and chat. Well, you have, year, a, you have a positive energy and attitude. You should stop that immediately, okay? You should be more like In the year 2021, making someone's phone ring on purpose is downright rude. <laughs> Calling it's, someone to ask how they're doing is disrespectful. Very rude. Because here, here's how this needs to go, Emily. Let me help you out here. You, what, what, who's the person that you most recently called? What's that person's name? Uh, Jerry. Funches. Jerry. Okay. <laughs> so you, you should text Jerry and say, Hey Jerry, you got a minute? Can I give you a call? You need to you need to fire that text in there first before you yeah, just but even cold that, call Jerry. But that see, for setup me, is not good. Yeah, that makes me think that I'm in trouble. Like, no, if, yeah. hey, then, do you have a second to talk? No, instead no, of like, hey, let's catch say, up. You can just say, hey, I just I had a few minutes, just wanted to catch up. You around? But if the, if I see Emily pop up on my caller ID, I'm like, I assume that something terrible has happened out of the blue. It's just no, kind of my nature. Those, those type of texts to get something like that, I'm still on the oh, something's wrong. Some, Not if they qualify happened. it. If you say, hey, you know, because here's my thing. I will sometimes when I'm in the long car ride. For instance, yesterday I had a long drive and I texted like, hey, you know, I'm in the car. You mind if I call and just we can chat? It's fine. That's fine. But you can't just come in cold. Very, very scary. All right. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, here we go. A, a late Ask Slee. This is for, and a new name, which I love. This is from Broke Man. Broke Man writes, I got a good one. Hashtag Ask Slee. This is great. Would you rather watch the Clippers win the championship mm -hmm. or watch Kenley Jansen blow Game 7 of the World Series? 
That's brutal. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a see? tough one there. <laughs> that, yeah. There's a lot of hesitation on that one. I think I, I know I, the listen, answer. Yeah, I, I I can't. That's that's tough. I can't I can't see the Clippers win a championship. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I yeah. think as as gut wrenching as it would be to watch the Dodgers blow a game seven in the World Series, at least they were in the World Series. At least they're playing well. At least they're on the on track to go. I, I can't live in a world where the the Clippers are a, a world champion. I just don't want to do that. Well, I'm, I feel better that you feel the same way. But that's a tough question. There, stop with these tough questions. Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of late asks, Lee's. Let's go to a. Uh, Call asks. What is this? Wait, is overtime here? What, what are we doing hey, here? Look, I can only talk about Dave Roberts burning the stadium to the ground for so long. I need, actually, I need five minutes. Actually, you can't because <laughs> I guarantee you people, that's all they want to talk about. All right, let's go. One more. We'll, we'll get back to Dave uh, deciding that, hey, that don't be. No, 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 Dave. Uh, old old boy out there, number 74. No, 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 not him. Not him. Not, not, not last night. Not along there. Manuel in Gardena. Manuel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, Travis and Slee. First off, Travis, man, hey, you uh, enunciated that best. I mean, I'm with you on Roberts and Jansen. It's loyalty to a fault, man, and uh, they'll get it right, man. I, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, feel that they'll get it right. Okay, let's get down to business. Ask Sliwa. <laughs> Here we go. Now, this is at Lady Slee's insistence, so you have to do it, Slee. It's one or the other, Okay. <laughs> She's going to make you go out on the town, and you're going to either have to wear, like, one of those yacht captain hats, like the Captain and Camille, or a beret. <laughs> Which one are you going with? <laughs> Love the show. Ask Sliwa. Appreciate Thanks, you calling Manuel. in, Manuel. Appreciate you calling in. I throw the captain hat on. I'll just, I'll just do the captain hat. We'll take Love. our chances. Do, Love do you, will keep us together. Do you, do you, find, <laughs> do you, do you find this? I, I don't know about you. I love those. You know, I, I like those hats. There's kind of the the how do I describe? There, there's certain hats you can go. You can go into into a certain store, and they got kind of nicer hats. Different, not you know, obviously not a haberdashery, if you will. Yeah, well, the problem <laughs> is, every one I put on, I'm like, this thing just doesn't fit. Like none of them, none of them look right. You know what I mean? None of them actually look right. But I'll go captain hat. Let the captain and Tennille do this right here. See. I'm just pretty happy that I was able to pull a Captain and Tennille song out of the top of my head. Here's the Taylor, other thing. When he said Captain's hat, the, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't thinking so much Captain of, or the Captain from Captain and Tennille. I was thinking like Skipper from the Gill- Gilligan's Island. I was thinking that kind of that version of the hat. I'll take Does that work for you? I'll throw one of those on, and then she'll be like, nah, we're not even going out anymore. <laughs> yeah, you look call like an her idiot. bluff. You don't have to do it. <laughs> She's going to say, you look like an idiot. We're just saying, oh, Put the beret on. <laughs> that looks worse. <laughs> All right. Um, let, I'm going to try. I don't think I'm going to succeed, but I'm going to try okay. here. I'm going to try to be less emotional and more objective about the last couple of nights. Really bad losses. The Dodgers should be in first place as we sit here instead of three games back. That being said, there's two full months of the season left. There's lots of baseball left, and I want to ask you this question because it's changed for me. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the season – and even when the Dodgers went through that 5-15 and 15 stretch where they played really crummy baseball, if you said to me, do the Dodgers win this division, I would have said yes. And you said, how strong do you feel about it? I said, I'll bet you my car that they win this division. Mm-hmm. You ask me that same question right now here, July 23rd or whatever today is, I would say, yeah, I think the Dodgers win the division. Well, how much do you want to bet on it? I don't know, six bucks? 
that that's how much it's changed. I think they'll win. I think that they have the best team. I think that the guys that they're missing will come back and be healthy. But I genuinely do not feel about this team the way that I did several months ago because you can't just keep saying there's lots of time left. You can't just keep saying guys will get healthy. You can't just keep saying when guys start to play like they're supposed to play, everything will be fine because stop me if you've heard that song before, Al, Laker basketball. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of put stuff in perspective. Before the series against the Giants, I know I had mentioned to you that – if you walked away two and two, this is how I felt. I felt you you would feel pretty good about yourself because of the circumstances. I don't want to make excuses, Trav, but it's not like Mookie Betts is playing. It's not like Kershaw got a start. It's not like Corey Seager is sitting like you were mentioning and is a part of that you know critical play in the ninth inning. Um, the conversation we don't have to have about Trevor Bauer anymore because it has not been a conversation. But before the season started, there was – the the context of how we were describing the Dodgers and you betting your car on it, the circumstances are not the same, you know. So I I think you saying I don't even want to bet six dollars on it anymore. It's not like all these guys are in and the San Francisco Giants are beating the best Dodger players. That has not been the case. Now has there been critical mistakes? Have can you point the finger at Dave Roberts? Can you say? You had Udeas and you had um, and you had Walker Bueller do exactly what you asked them to do in these final two games of this series, and you still lost. You can kind of put all that in perspective, but I I think that if you're a Dodger fan right now, you should be upset the way this last week has gone. You should be frustrated. You should also be a little bit concerned because you're right. We are kicking the can down the road and saying just wait, just wait, just wait. Everybody's going to come back, but at the same time, I think you have to put that in perspective as well, Trav. I, I think that most of the things that we're talking about will turn out to be right. I think that Corey Seager will come back. I think he'll be good. I think Mookie will come back. I think he'll be good. I think that Clayton Kershaw will come back. I think that he'll be good. Will I Cody Bellinger come deal back? With the dreadline. No, notice I didn't put him in there. Yeah. I think they'll make a trade for a starting pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they go out and get a, a closer. And I don't think that Dave Roberts is a crazy person. I think that he's going to come to the realization that Jansen's not the right guy. I, be, I believe. But here's the rub, Slee. If all of those things don't happen, if just one or two of them don't happen, we're, we're, we're back in Laker territory because we keep saying, no, no, just wait, just wait, just wait. Well, one of the two things oh, didn't happen, similar. and they were, they were out. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, a slippery slope, to be sure. Let's try a quick phone call here. L.A. and Mark. Mark, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Mark? Yeah, thanks, guys, for taking the call. I was waiting for a while there. But uh, I, I kind of want to say last night was a microcosm of Dave Roberts's managerial career with the Dodgers. And Travis, if you polled 30 uh, GMs and 30 baseball writers and they asked for managers for strategy-wise and how to handle a bullpen, I guarantee you Dave Roberts would be in the bottom half. So here's the bottom line. If they don't make it to the World Series with the talent they have, Dave Roberts, because the organization loves him so much, so they should – Promote him to director of community relations so he can kiss babies and make speeches and then get a real baseball guy in here like Buck Show Walter or Sosha who can handle no, a no, bullpen, no, 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 push no, the right no, button. No, 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 no. Let me Rob- jump in there, Mark. Hold on a second. No. Let me, let me, let me. First of all, bullpen management that you mentioned, I agree with you, is the number one job 
that a baseball manager has right now. A major league manager's number one priority every single season is how do I manage my pitching staff, in particular my bullpen, so when we get to the end of the season, they're as fresh as you can possibly be. It's exceedingly difficult, and it's the number one priority they have. So I'm with you on that, and I don't think he does a great job, generally speaking. But this season, he's done a – look at what he's being asked to do. He's being asked to win games with two starting pitchers, and they are. So let, let, let's just put that aside. Look, his end of the game management last night was a disaster. We, we've, we set that up. I led the charge, okay? Here's the other part. Baseball strategy, the way that you're talking, whether the Buck Showalter did it or does it, the way that Mike Sosha did it or does it, that's Dodo Bird stuff, man. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. The math is telling you that that stuff doesn't work. That this, they're not Earl Weaver and Tommy Lasorda and Billy Martin aren't sitting in the dugout saying, you know what? I think that a hit and run right here would really catch him flat-footed. That's not what's happening anymore. What they're doing is the math says put this guy here, put that guy there, throw this pitch to this guy. They're playing the numbers over and over and over again. Those guys are not coming back. Trav, I I will say this, um, results-driven, but it's also going to have some context to it. If, If this past season, if Anthony Davis was healthy, and the Lakers just lost to the Phoenix Suns in the first round, and everyone was there, the conversation about Frank Vogel would be different. The reason why I'm bringing that up, if Dave Roberts doesn't have we, – we just went through this list of – you know, you were saying, well, if one or two of these guys don't come back, if Kershaw's not 100%, or if Corey Seager continues to have issues, or Cordy Bellinger can't hit or whatever the case is, the, the question's going to come down to for Dave Roberts, depending on how far the Dodgers go – did they have their full squad? Were they healthy? Did the front office make moves before the trade deadline? I think that's also going to give a lot more. Um, the criticism will also depend on who's there compared to before the season started. All right, so keep calling in with the Dodger stuff, 877-710-ESPN. Whose fault was it mostly last night? Umpires, Dave Roberts, Sheldon Noisy, Kenley Jansen, take your pick. There's a lot of blame to go around. Keep those calls coming, 877-710-ESPN. But coming up next... Did these two Lakers really hate each other, and does it even matter? Got some other Laker news. Got some other Laker news, too, as well. I like it. It's all coming up. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. I worked at Sears twice. Two separate times that I worked at Sears. What does that mean? Like you... Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I, I worked in the men's department. Okay. I, I sold like, you know, jeans and suits and not, not yeah. suits. That was its own apart, but, you know, underwear, t-shirts, jeans. Street know, clothes. Men's clothes. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. did that. So I had that job for a while. Um, that was when I was in high school. And then when I got my very first radio job, right? I uh, I was making li- literally this is not an exaggeration. I made yep. five dollars an hour, and I was on the clock for four hours a day. So I was making twenty bucks an hour. You're overpaid. Okay? And and I had to work at Sears at night. I worked at Sears selling hardware. I never got into the Kenmore stuff, Chris. But mm-hmm. if you have any questions about your Craftsman tools, I'm your guy. 
I can, I, can, I can walk you. I don't know how to use any of them, but I know where they are. I know how much they cost. I can sell you a maintenance agreement. I know which ones are guaranteed for life and which ones aren't. I got your back, Slee. Are there this any Sears what, anymore? Like, eh, not as many as there used to be. Not as many as there used to be. That's why I was confused, Trap, because you said it um, you know, at two different times. So it was two yeah. different stints, two different careers. It's like a right. major league player who at one point played for the Dodgers, then went and played for <laughs> – you know, the, the, the A's twins. and then came back and ended up playing for the Dodgers. So you That's set right. it up that way um, as if it was, you know, as if you were a professional player. Well, that's it. Basically, I was a professional tool salesman. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was. Uh, quick tweet here, Al, before we get to the Lakers. Um, Cameron Leach writes, what's the definition of insanity again? And then he writes Dave Roberts. Of course, we all know that one, right? The, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Right? I do that we all, all the time, one. by the way. I yeah. do that every single night almost. <laughs> I don't know why I'm putting on weight. Just because I eat a pizza every night at 9.30, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I'm doing it exactly the same way every time. I had half the crust. So <laughs> if that's not good enough, screw you. Exactly. Um, yeah, look, I, I want to say this because I know yeah. I went at Dave hard at the beginning of the show, and, I, and I, I stand by everything I said. Just because he had a terrible night last night, which he did, just because he had a terrible postgame doubling down on Kenley being our guy, which he did. Just because he attempted to create some misdirection about the umpires, which he did, doesn't make him a bad manager. He had a bad night. Couple it was nights. a really bad night on the heels of another bad night. That doesn't mean that he's a bum. It doesn't mean that you kick him out. The man's been to the World Series three times since he's been the manager of the Dodgers. That doesn't mean he sucks. It means he had two bad nights. He had a bad couple of nights. I think it's safe to say nobody liked hearing his post-game comments, right? Some of the, well, you know, we won the game already twice. If this would happen, I felt like he was, like you mentioned this a couple times, he was deflecting the blame rather than kind of putting it on his shoulder, which everybody feels like it should be on his shoulder. So it's a combination of things. You're playing the San Francisco Giants. You had a chance to be up in the division. Um, people are heated about Dave Roberts. They should be, Trav, right? This is not. These were not regular games where they – we say this all the time. Sometimes a game means more than just one, and it felt like these last couple of games were critical, could change the momentum. you got six more games left against the Giants. All of them are going to be in Frisco. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So you are plugged into the Lakers, Lee, as, as much as anybody else. Did you know that Kyle Kuzma and Dennis Schroeder apparently hated each other's guts? Because that's the, that's the story that's making its way through the Internet, that that was part of the Laker disconnect, is that those two guys in particular really couldn't get on the same page. So Jordan Schultz, league sources say Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma feuded uh, throughout the season with things going further south throughout the Lakers' first-round series versus the Phoenix. Interesting note to consider heading to draft and free agency. So can I just say this? Um, you know, first of all, they should figure it out. Whatever whatever issues that they have together, they should figure it out. You want to know why, Trav? Hit me. Because any package that the Lakers put together to go after some other player probably includes the both of those guys. So they'll probably still right. be playing with each other. That's number one. The second thing is... You know, I, I don't I don't know how to properly say this. Nobody cares that Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma were not getting along together. They just don't. Like you're not you're not good enough for that to be a story in my opinion. That doesn't mean that there can't be, you know, you want guys to obviously get along. You don't want turmoil in the locker room and so forth, but if Anthony Davis has an issue with LeBron James, yeah, that's a story. If Anthony yeah. Davis has an issue with KCP, yeah, that's a story. 
but two guys that really uh, the only conversation we've really had about Kyle Kuzma, as much as he's trying to be a role player, a team player, all that stuff, the dude is we, – we, put him up on this pedestal and he has not lived up to those expectations. It's not even close. He has not, right? And maybe that's our fault for trying to set those expectations for him. Dennis Schroeder was supposed to come in this year and be a certain type of player, was not the player that we thought he was going to be, kind of heard him throughout the season, whether it's about the contract talks, whatever the case is. I personally think we probably saw Dennis Schroeder's last game with the Lakers. I could be wrong, but you just every report that comes out there, it's Lakers trying to go get Russell Westbrook, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. Nobody's talking about keeping Dennis Schroeder. So those are two guys that if they were having some internal beef, you're just not good enough to be guys that are distracting the Los Angeles Lakers while you're trying to go win an NBA championship. I'll, I'll co-sign all of that. I think you're spot on. But here, here's something I'd like to add to that. This is why, and, and I said this during the season, and I've said it since the season ended, that it never really seemed like Dennis Schroeder kind of got what being a Lakers about. Right? That, that being, being a member of the Lakers is not the same thing as being a member of the Atlanta Hawks or the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Sacramento Kings. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's different. And the difference is you have to understand that your deal is not as important as the team's deal, that your deal is not as important in particular of the star player's deal, namely LeBron and Anthony Davis. And when those guys weren't there, it just seemed like this was a guy that was trying to do what he would do on any other team. That he was just, he never kind of got that idea, which means when you go out into the free agency market, when you go out into the trade market, you need to make sure that the guy that you're going to get does is, is, is a lot more Danny Green than Dennis Schroeder. And I'm not talking about game. I'm talking about understanding your role in the Laker universe, which is I'm over here if you need me, but I understand that everything is going to be going over there first. So I, I want to push back against that for a second. I'll tell you why. Whenever I hear, well, it's the Lakers, it should be different. I get what you're saying there. It's not just that it's the Lakers, but it's when Dennis Schroeder is playing for the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder is playing for the Lakers at a time where it's championship or bust. So I think that's more the important thing because when it was D'Angelo Russell and or you know just kind of Julius Randle naming off some of these other players, if if people had more of a personal agenda because the team wasn't good, I kind of understood that. Like I, I get it. You're winning 20 games a year or whatever you're 100%. winning. Yeah. Now you're in a position where if you're the, the Lakers were coming off an NBA championship. There was already Laker fans that were, man, why did we kind of change up this roster? Rondo was a good fit, and Dwight Howard was perfect. You had enough veterans. I actually don't really blame Dennis Schroeder. I think I think it was known Schroeder was going to go kind of use this year to go try to get a big contract. I think that's more on the front office of making sure that you're finding the right guys that mix at this time. And I don't think they're going to make the same mistake twice. If last year's, if last offseason was a mistake, I feel like by the time the dust settles this offseason, Lakers are going to go get veterans, guys that are trying to win a championship right now. Hit me real quick. We, the, the Lakers are always in the middle of big names, right? They're always in the middle of, well, this guy could come here or that guy could come here. We talked about it yesterday. Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. Damian Lillard's name gets thrown around. Now we're hearing DeMar DeRozan's name thrown around. Yeah. By the time the dust settles, by the time we go to training camp here in a couple of months, mm-hmm. do the Lakers have a third name on this team or are they going to fill it with guys? No, I think they have a third guy. I really do. I feel like they have a third guy, and I think there's some contracts that actually play to the Lakers' advantage. I thought the Kuzma contract, that's a good contract. $13 million a year. He's young enough where he can be an asset somewhere else, a team that's not really going anywhere. They'll take their chances on Kuz. The, the key is going to be Dennis Schroeder. 
will Schroeder accept a sign-and-trade somewhere? Well, he may if a team is willing to give him the money that he's looking for, and the Lakers as an incentive can throw in guys like THT, and I know a lot of Laker fans don't want to hear that, but personally, if you ask me, you're trying to win a championship. that You're not going to stop because of Talon Horn Tucker, or at least you shouldn't, or you shouldn't stop because of Kyle Kuzma. So there's a report from Brad Turner and, you know, BT, I'm a big, big fan of, of the Los Angeles Times, put in one of his articles that there are rumors out there uh, that DeMar DeRozan would take less money to come back to play for L.A., be a part of the Los Angeles Lakers, whether it's DeMar or whether it's Kyle Lowry or whether it's Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and maybe some of these are pipe dreams. I don't think the Lakers are coming back to this upcoming season without that kind of real third-tier, third all-star player that you think, okay, that's clearly the third best player on this team. You know what my goal is for a Friday? What do you got? I want to feel like P.J. Tucker by the end of the day. Oh, (laughs) P.J. I want to get into that coming up in just a little bit. Plus more, your Dodger phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. Who do you blame for last night? Because there's another guy that deserves, maybe not specifically for last night, but there's a reason the Dodgers are where they are right now because somebody's not carrying their weight. I'll tell you who it is. It's next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. You know, I was going to tell Chris yesterday that that was was actually K-pop. Covering J-pop, but yeah, I didn't want, I didn't to, want to make Chris. him look bad. I yeah. didn't, you know, all that stuff. All that stuff comes into play. <laughs> We're two very respectful, nice individuals, and we don't want to call people out. Immediately when I heard that track yesterday, You're it was the wrong setup. <laughs> it was the wrong setup. Yeah, well, no, nobody. Look, he had Dave Roberts had a bad night last yep. night, and yep. um, Chris got the J-pop slash K-pop mixed up I on, uh, on Wednesday. I texted Amanda right when I heard it, and I said, "This is BS." <laughs> I can't work. We got to like do this. better. Let's tighten up. <laughs> Let's go. You know what's the what, what time is it? Hold on, let me get the exact time. It's ten thirty-five. Yep. Okay. I would very much like at some point before ten thirty-five p.m. tonight to be in the same headspace that P.J. Tucker was in yesterday during the uh, parade through Milwaukee because P.J. Tucker looked like he was having the time of his what, life. What kind, what kind of a drunk are you? When you, when you take a – when you're starting to feel buzz, when, like what, yeah. everybody is a little bit different. Describe yeah. Travis Rogers when he's thrown too many back. Super good mood. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the guy that gets in fights. I'm not the guy that gets confrontational. I'm not the yep. guy that gets surly and mad. It's not my deal at all. I'm having the time of my life. You take I take with somebody I, that gets very emotional. No, not no. I'm not the guy that's crying. I'm not putting it to this way. If I have a couple of whiskey, you want to have like a long conversation with somebody. You want to corner them oh, and just kind of just talk. I I might do that. <laughs> I might do that. But put it to this way: if if you and I went out and had some bourbons, yep. Okay, and by bourbons I mean bottles. That if we if we go out and do that, I'm not at the end of the night. I'm not going to have my arm around your shoulder going, "Ow, I love you, buddy." I, you know what? I just, I just, I just got to tell you that I, I love you. You know, I'm not doing that. That's not my deal. But I may get like deep, which probably not being deep at all, because this is what we all sound like when we've entered the PJ Tucker uh, zone. This is him talking about how the Bucks all have dogs. I think you tell me what PJ Tucker was going for yesterday. Like I got here, like we we already got dogs. They just don't know how to be dogs, and we gonna be dogs. And our dogs is crazy. We got dogs, you hear me? Milwaukee, we dogs. Slee, what we dogs. What happened? We, 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 Taylor and Emily and you and me, we, uh, that quote, we that dogs. Quote, that quote will be in their <laughs> locker room 
The full quote next season. That will be the motivation. Do you remember when P.J. Tucker said this, and then everybody kind of starts riling up? Like, I got here like, we, we already got dogs. <laughs> Look, I loved it. I'm oh, I glad that he was having a great time. I'm glad that he was feeling it the way that he does. You know what it made me feel like a little bit? I didn't get to see any drunk Dodgers. I didn't get to see any drunk Lakers when they right. won last year because we've seen dunk, drunk Tom Brady. We mm-hmm. saw drunk P.J. Tucker. I want to see drunk Mookie, Mookie drunk Betts. Is not or, the, yeah, but that's not the right word. Drunk <laughs> Hammered is the right word. Yeah, hammered drink. is – drunk is you're feeling pretty good, whatever's going on. Hammered is you're throwing the trophy on a boat. Okay. <laughs> Hammered is P.J. Tucker. If I was P.J., if I was the Milwaukee Bucks, I'd be like, P.J., why don't you give us uh, 15 seconds? And you know what? Let Middleton come up after that. <laughs> Throw Holiday up there. It's one of those you expected Budenholzer to kind of maybe go, hey, P.J., thanks, buddy. Just, just, just no, they just left grab him. A seat Everybody left him. Just leave him out there we to go. We got Jimmy. I want to see. we dogs. I want drunk Alex Caruso. Oh, that's I want to see what that feels like. I want to see what Alex Caruso on three bottles that's of champagne a is like. Good one, AC Alex Caruso. And you're right. You know what? We didn't get that opportunity to see somebody get plastered in some type of a, a parade or something along those lines. Um, who's another good one for the Lakers? I think Dudley would be good, but I think Dudley would be good either way, whether he's drunk yeah. or not. Like it's just, it's just good. Um, who else on the Lakers? Who 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 on the Dodgers would you want to see? Uh, you know, see you know who would have been fun drunk on the Lakers would be Javale. Ja- ja- Javale last year good. when they won the championship, Dwight, that would be, Dwight would have been good too. Dwight, Dwight would have been good. Dwight, I, I just enjoy. don't like Dwight, so that's one that doesn't really hit me right. But why? Co- this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Because Dwight's Dwight's intentionally goofy. I, I don't like goofy on purpose. I like goofy just because like, you are. But when you're doing your deal like Dwight's doing, that's not my. You know who I'd Ron, like to see drunk? Ron, Rondo would have had a straight face. There would have been. Yeah, nothing. he would have. Rondo okay. may be the guy that you don't want to see drunk. He, that may go a different way. I, I don't know. KCP, I feel like, would have acted the same as he would in game four of the NBA Finals. <laughs> I feel like it's just exactly. the exact same personality. How about Cody Bellinger? How about oh, Cody? Be- because Bellinger would have been Co- thrashed. But Bellinger already looks like he's just super relaxed under the best of circumstances. He looks yep. he looks pretty chill. He looks high. I think that's, that's <laughs> he does. Yeah. He, he yeah. does look a little high. Uh-huh. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing Clayton Kershaw have a few t- because Kershaw kind of files into the Tom Brady right. That so buttoned up, so mm-hmm. careful about what he says. Mm-hmm. His the the image that he has put out to the world is very carefully cultivated yeah. and and clean cut. Really. Yep. Kershaw would have had his shirt off. He'd have been cursing into the crowd. <laughs> Tom Brady couldn't walk. They had to carry him off the boat. It's just an avocado tequila. Don't worry about uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. But can, can I tell you something? That Tom Brady moment, I don't know about you, took him to another level. Like, the guy has seven Super Bowls. <laughs> what can you possibly do to make people think that you're even, like you're even greater than you are? 
that's what you do in your seventh Super Bowl without Belichick and the Patriots, and it goes another level. Travis Slees brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Spent most of the day talking about Dave Roberts last night and him kicking the can. Uh, just absolutely disaster for the Dodgers. Leave, not only leaving Kenley Jansen in there, but putting him in there in the first place. On the heel of 27 pitches on Wednesday, he had him throw 33 more last night. Just a bad play across the board. Straight to the phone call, Palos Verdes. George, George, you're on with Travis and Slee. Hey, you guys. How's it going today? Hey, George. Good, George. Appreciate you calling in. Hey, real quick, I got a, I got a comment and a question about uh, Kenley Jansen. I was able to go to Dodger Stadium when, you know, it first opened and it was fifth capacity this season. And we hosted the Brewers. And Kenley Jansen goes in with a very short lead, maybe a two-run lead. And he blows it. And because it's so uh, underpopulated there, you could hear a pin drop. The fans lacerated Kenley Jansen. He could hear every word of these fans just jeering him because he blows short leads. And that, that leads me to my question to you guys. His stats about saving games, I think, are inflated with this variable because he's saving games where the leads are seven runs or we're up ten runs or we're up five runs. So, well, let, let me let me jump in there, uh, George. That's not true. That's just inaccurate. Um, you don't get a save if it's more than three runs. It has to be three runs or less, just the, the nature of the statistic itself. I, I hear what you're saying, though. I agree with your general point. Um, you need somebody that can pitch with a one-run lead. And right now, look, last night they had a, t- a two-run lead, and they lost. The night before that, they had a two-run lead, and they lost. Or, and, or I should say one-run lead, and they lost. That This is... This is a problem, and it's not so much how many saves that you have. It's not so much what is your ERA or your whip. It's it's not that. What it is is what does the ball look like coming out of your hand? Are you attacking the strike zone, and what sort of swings are the op- are the opponents getting against you? Let me ask you this. Did it look like the Giants were uncomfortable hitting against Kenley Jansen the last two nights? No. Absolutely not. Not not at all. Zero fear. Zero. None. Absolutely not. Look at the way that they take at-bats against Walker Bueller. Mm -hmm. Look at the way that they took at-bats against Blake Trinan. Terribly uncomfortable. Their their eyes probably light up when they're thinking, okay, Kenley's coming in. I mean, they haven't – think about the the Giants. I I told you, 14-plus innings. Actually, even more than that because you add uh, add Blake into the mix. They got one run going into the ninth – on two different nights, you know what I mean. Yep. So like that that concept or that idea of wait, Kenley's coming in, Trav. They they probably never felt more confident throughout the uh, throughout the evening. There's a fight at the bat rack when Kenley Jansen comes in. No, it's my turn. No, 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 me. I'm up first. No, no, no. I, I want to hit first. There's a fight at the bat rack when Kenley Jansen comes into that, and, and that's just the way that it's going right now, and it needs to be addressed. And Dave Roberts needs to acknowledge the fact that it's happening because. The house is on fire, and you're saying, "No, no, no, it's fine. We're just cooking in the back. It's just a barbecue." It's a great no, point. It's not. He's not acknowledging it. That's no. that's an excellent point. He's actually he's putting his feet down even further. What I say is his quote on Wednesday. I'm not going to rethink his role. His quote after Thursday's loss. I'm not reconsidering his role. He's not saying anything different. Rethink, reconsider, change. Do it. Whatever, whatever verb you want to use, it needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed last night and today is two days too late because now the Dodgers are three games back instead of a game ahead which is exactly where they should be more of your phone calls coming up in a bit 877-710-ESPN and how about this 
0 for 25. One of the Dodgers' best players, 0 for his last 25. I'll tell you who it is next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Here's Speaking of a good question, how about this one? This is from David Gibson on, on Twitter, Slee. It says, uh, what's going through a starting pitcher's mind when the closer blows it? I think this is a good question, not, not just because of the question itself, but I think the answer varies. I think that if you were Julio Urias on Wednesday night, yeah, and here comes Kenley Jansen and the Dodgers kick the game and they lose, you're thinking – Man, that sucks, but oh well, you know, it's baseball. We're gonna it's gonna happen a handful of times a year. Sure. Happen tonight. Whatever. I think if you're Walker Bueller last night, or really not just the starting pitcher, but a lot of guys on that team, and no one's ever going to say this. No sure. one will ever say this out loud. It's man, what the hell is he doing in the game? Of course. Give the guy a night off. Mm-hmm. He threw twenty seven pitches the last night, he only got one out. Why are we bringing him back? You're having to throw 33 more pitches, and this time he only gets two outs? What? What? Huh? I, I think that's not just, that's the reaction of the starting pitcher. That's the reaction of a lot of guys on the team. Not that they're mad at Kenley. It's not that. It's not, oh, you know, that guy sucks. It's not that at all. They want to see Kenley win as much as anybody else Of course else they do. Mm-hmm. Of course they do. But it's more of a, what What the hell is he doing out there? Why did Dave? And then here's another thing. So we, have, we, we mentioned it in passing a couple of times, yeah. but I think it's important. On the check swing, when Darren Ruff clearly went around, right, and they, and they missed it. They said no swing, it's ball four, run comes in. Mm-hmm. Dave loses his you-know-what, and he yep. spikes his hat, and he runs out there. To me, that wasn't, hey, I'm pissed that you blew the call. This was a little bit of a lot of stuff is starting to come up right now, the, the, the pressure, that there was a little bit of a crack right there. This was the equivalent of when you're in an airplane and it starts to bounce around in the middle of the air and you're thinking, okay, I don't love that feeling, that turbulence yeah. that we've all had. What's what your happens? pilot going to do? The pilot comes on the mic and says, hey, uh, guys, don't worry, a little choppy air right here. We'll yep. be through it in four or five minutes. Not a big deal. We're fine. What he doesn't do is pop on the mic and say, what the hell was that? What, the, what, 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 what? Does anybody know what that was? Does anybody uh, – hey, 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 co-pilot, what, what the hell? What the hell are you doing over there? No. The, and, 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 and he was the panicky you guys pilot feel that? last night. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. It, why is that light Your on? pilot ever comes on and says, <laughs> do you, you guys feel that? I don't know that's, what that was. What, why is that light good. on? Why is that light flashing? But, but there's a the thing. I, <laughs> that was I Dave get, last night. I get the analogy. The analogy is Dave – didn't look like he was in control, right? Like, he feels that those decisions that he's made I, – I, I thought you said it perfect. You know, the, the, the teammates of Kenley Jansen want to see Kenley Jansen succeed. But also, the teammates of Kenley Jansen are saying in the back of their mind, um, is this really that smart of a decision? Mm-hmm. This is coming from our manager. You, it's you a hard had, team to beat, and you, you had to beat twice, out, and it got away. You want to look out for Kenley Jansen. I get it. I understand that. You do what you have to do. It's a 162-game grind. But these are decisions you're making that it feels a little bit more like common sense. It feels like you're gambling way too much against a team that you're chasing in the division that has the best record in Major League Baseball. Just don't feel like those were these were not the times to throw Kenley Jansen out there for 60 pitches in two straight nights. He threw 60 pitches and he got five, four outs. Three, no, excuse me, three, three outs. outs. He got three outs One, on 60 pitches. A third and two-thirds. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it was, it's, it's a bad deal. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Let's go to, um, hmm, let's see here. Let's try Santa Clarita and Tony. Tony, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, I was listening to the Giants radio broadcast 
And they're saying that they're speculating that Jansen is not throwing enough cutters. He's throwing too many fastballs because it could have been the Ford substance new rules that he he doesn't trust his cutter anymore because he could have been using some substance in the past and now he can't use it and he's got to go to the fastball too much. Okay, that that's an interesting thought because I think a lot of people are trying to connect you know situations to the crackdown on the sticky stuff. Number one, they're not checking quite as much as they were. Number two, they he could have put super glue on the ball last year and he was getting his head kicked in. <laughs> you know what I mean? This if, if it was just this year, I'd be, be more yeah, yeah. I'd be more open to the suggestion that it's sticky stuff. But he pitched poorly last year and you could have loaded up the ball with anything you wanted and he still wasn't getting guys out. So I don't I don't know how much that is. Let's get another one in here quickly. Let's go downtown, Manny. Manny, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? What's up, guys? Good morning. I work at a huge place in downtown LA, and there was a bunch of Dodger fans pregame and during the game, and especially postgame. We were all devastated last night because not not the fact that Kinley blew it again, but the decision making by Dave Robertson, just like you guys said this morning, gambling, rolling rolling the dice on a team that's been who's definitely playing better than we all thought they would, and just pretty much throwing in a guy that he doesn't believe that it's lost it and we're just like I said I'm stumbling for words here because it's so hard to understand why you would put someone in who threw out so many pitches last night and he took the game ball away from Walker Bueller who I was shocked yeah, we lost uh, losing, Manny, uh, losing Manny right there. Well, here's the thing, and I know we took as many calls as we could today. Just stay tuned on 710 ESPN. You'll get a chance to react the rest of the day as well with all the other shows. Um, Trav, uh, we should do just, two more hours. Wait, that's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> um, I'm going to read off one tweet here because I don't. Yeah. We do have to go to break. Uh, Dave in San Clemente um, at Alan Sleewa, new favorite at Travis Rogers impression is drunk emotional Trav. <laughs> work on that over the weekend. Work on that over the weekend. If we can, and I don't mean work on it as in practicing. I mean yes, like please. literally drink as much as you can. And no. <laughs> you don't want that. Sleep. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Milwaukee, we I've worked with a lot of guys. I've worked with a lot of guys in a lot of different places. Travis, I just want to tell to funches, you, bro. You're not even talking to me. I just, you're, I just want to tell you that you, you, Slee, you, I love you, buddy. I love you. That ain't happening. We're not doing that. We are not. What we are going to do is we're going to do the dump, and it's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee. I want to throw this one in here right off the top, Al, because okay. it's it. Cody Bellinger's over his last twenty-five. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Major League Baseball. I get it. You're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna have three for twenty five stretches. You're gonna have maybe even a four for thirty stretch. O for twenty five. This guy won the MVP two years ago. O for twenty five. What is going on? Do you feel like he's getting enough attention, enough heat, enough criticism? I don't feel like he is. I, I feel like we're having a lot of different conversations about the Dodgers and Bellinger has kind of been kept under the uh, under the uh, radar. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you because you look at the look, he's batting a buck fifty two. I get it that batting average isn't what it used to be, that you don't have to be Tony Gwynn and hit three forty. I no, understand. He's been awful that. at the plate. Just awful he's, at the plate. His on base he's getting on base twenty six percent of the time. That's terrible. His slugging percentage is two fifty five. That's like a mediocre pitcher slugging percentage. And this is a guy that was an and and here's the thing if he had just come off an injury and he was taking him a little while to kind of reacclimate, sure. oh, oh okay fine he was bad last year too, and and well it's a short season you didn't you know you didn't, okay but you put all this stuff together he's gone two seasons now yeah. where he's been anything other than the MVP we saw three seasons ago he's still a good center fielder he still runs the bases I still think he plays hard but you can't have this guy playing like this for this long it just it's a killer. It's a lot of excuses, too, for him. So I, I think it's what you're referring to here. A lot of these close games that you're in, if Bellinger can get something going, maybe uh, Urias and, uh, and and Walker Bueller are working with some more runs. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. The Cleveland Indians will become the Cleveland Guardians next season. Al, they just made that announcement earlier today. Your gut reaction to Cleveland Guardians is? Weird. Very weird. Just doesn't sound uh, – it, it doesn't – sometimes you hear certain names, and I know it's not an easy thing to do. you got to change it, and you have so much um, – you have so much uh, just equity built with another name. It's weird to me. What do you think? I, you know, it, it, I agree with you. It's really challenging because you, you're going one of two ways, right? You yep. can either go super safe and yep. be like the, 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 the Houston Oilers can rebrand as the Tennessee Titans. Titans is about as safe as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. You can go off the board and try to get creative and get a Seattle Kraken, right? They, we never, that's cool. But it's really hard to get one right without sounding really stupid. But I like Guardians because, A, guards, you know, that, that's fine. There are no other Guardians. There's no other team in Major League Baseball or professional sports, at least that I know that's called Guardians. And it sounds oddly familiar, even though it's brand new. I kind of like it. It's going to take It's going to take a little while to get used to that. Let's just put it that way. All right. Should I watch the Dodger game tonight, or is it a health risk for me? Uh, you should watch the Dodger game and uh, see if they get back on track. By the way, three against the Rockies, and then you, you got the Giants again. ESPN app or on iTunes, Travis and Sleeva Show. Catch it on the podcast. 710 ESPN. We'll see you Monday.